0: And welcome to the Health is Hers podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anna Esparham, and this is your number one podcast that supports women with deep healing using your own intuition as a guide. And just to let you know, we have two new programs as our team is growing, and we've launched a sleep group coaching program for teens based on an NIH-funded intervention for teens who struggle with getting enough quality, deep, and refreshing sleep. And we've also launched our Faith Based headache coaching program, one for teens and one for women with two headache physicians who definitely know and have the experience how to heal head pain from within. And there's absolutely no pressure to join the program. But if you'd like to hear more, I would love to share if we both feel you're a good fit. So you can head over to health is powherpound to schedule your call now. And if you want one, please make sure to grab your spot fast. These calls are are going pretty quickly as I'm getting booked and I'm so excited to connect with those of you who schedule now on to the show. And now I'm obligated to tell you our disclaimer that Anna Esperham, MD, is a medical doctor, but she is not your doctor and she is not offering medical advice on this podcast. So if you are in need of professional advice or medical care, you must seek out the services of your own doctor or healthcare professional. As this podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, medical, or psychological services or advice. And none of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any mental or medical condition. As you are responsible for your own physical, mental, and emotional well being decisions, choices, actions, and results. Health is power LLC disclaims any liability for your reliance on any opinions or advice contained in this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Health is Power. I am so excited for today's episode because we are gonna talk about craniosacral with ATN Piersman. He has a story to tell you about how he got into craniosacral. He has um, a awesome, awesome course, several courses online. And so I'm gonna link it to both the show notes as well as the podcast details. Um, I highly recommend craniosacral. This is something I have been learning about um, foundationally just because I've been dealing with headaches and pain um, for my patients, and it's super, super amazing and what you can do with craniosacral, so I highly recommend you learn this. Um, so welcome, ATN. We're so happy to have you.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yes, it's an honor, you know, to be connected to Kirksville, yes. That's where Sutherland started, right? Yeah, yeah. Sutherland learned from
0: AT still. And then uh, I took um, the Osteopathic Cranial Academy, their first beginner's course. It's for MDs and DOs, I think.
1: Yes. Yes. They're still doing that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, I'm excited. I, I learned a little bit. Uh, I learned some of the uh, the respiratory mechanism and it's, it's very subtle. It's, you have to be very feeling with your hands.
1: It's very difficult to learn. Well, yes. How do you like that to be so quiet?
0: I do because I, I started um, learning meditation and started doing more intuitive healing because I dealt yes. with a lot, I dealt with a lot of chronic health issues. And that's what led me to build health is power because, um, even like integrative medicine, I, you know, cause I'm both conventional integrative medicine and I'm acupuncture and, you know, all these certifications, but really that, I don't know that intuitive healing, that spiritual, that listening to the body is super important because, you know, not everything can be diagnosed with a lab test, ultrasound, you know, procedure. And and so that's where this craniosacral, this feeling comes in that you can actually diagnose with this subtleness of that feeling.
1: Yes. On top of it, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Not having to do anything. (laughs) Just connect to the intelligence that's there already. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to learn from you today. I want to hear about your story and how you got into this.
1: Oh, well, you know, let me tell you, I came from a totally different direction into the healing arts. Yeah. uh, Not not because I wanted to heal people, Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, because I enjoy the silence. I enjoy the uh, aspect of Um, How to say that exactly? Well, I came actually to craniosacral because it brought me the closest to the happiness of dying, the silence of dying, the silence of total letting go. uh, That aspect, yeah, that uh, because, yeah, that's what happened to me and the ability to self-heal is also what I went through. And those two aspects together, yeah, when you are given up by the medical world and your body, that was what was happening to me. My valves were all gone in the heart. One kidney was close to 70% dead material. The other kidney was 87% dead material. So that's a death sentence. And, um, you know, what, what, uh, what happened, of course, is total panic. Yeah, when you're 40 years old and you realize life is over, you panic. That's what I did. And uh, on top of that, I couldn't feel my body anymore. I had no connection whatsoever to the body that I knew. It was that severe. So, yeah, then I, you know, what do you do in a moment like that? Either you keep on panicking or you go unconscious, or you meditate. (laughs) So as a last last resort, I meditated and half an hour into the meditation, suddenly something flipped in me and I found myself in total no mind, in total acceptance, in total, wow, yeah, just the magnificence of being And the body, of course, was totally broken, but that didn't matter. I was so happy, so satisfied, so at ease in that space. And um, yes, yeah, then, um, of course, yeah, uh, all kind of stuff happened. They brought me to the hospital to get rid of the bacteria that happened. uh, But the body was still broken. And uh, so, all right. Then they put me in a ward with people double my age, 80 years old, that were ready to die. And uh, the whole room at one night started to die one after the other. It was like uh, the last show on earth. Yeah. <laughs> so I was laying there watching everybody go. Yeah, the death process one after the other. And then of course it was my turn. Because my body was so damaged that it couldn't stay alive anymore. So that's what happened. I could feel the different aspects of when a body starts to deconstruct, yeah, the heaviness, the cold, the heat, the burning up, and then the explosion, yeah, it's exploding into a universe of millions and millions of light points, yeah that was what was happening to me. I was just watching all that stuff happen. And then, yeah, something else happened. The last person of that whole room who was also dying, I could feel this need. There was something with his heart. And it is not that I could feel that, but... In an instant, I was back in the body and it didn't fit anymore. That was the first thing that, that I noticed, but there was just a split. And I went over to him and I put my hand on his chest. And since I was still in that expansiveness of the universe, my hand, and this is crazy, this is physically, totally impossible. But my hand went into his chest. I could see my hand just going in there and literally touching his heart. Now, this is not possible. Yeah, but since I was in that alternative space, yeah, that was what was happening. So yeah, he, something happened with his heart by the touch and he stayed alive. I was back in a body that didn't function anymore. And we became best friends afterwards, yeah. So there I was back in a body that didn't function anymore. So yeah, the story went on, yeah. Uh, They gave me so much medication to keep my kidneys going and my heart going that I knew, yeah, this is going to kill me. It was a crazy idea. Yeah, I already died almost. Yeah, came back and then the medication, this is going to kill me. Uh So I told the doctor I'm out of here. Um, And I had to sign, you know. I called a friend and uh, this was in Europe and the Netherlands. And uh, I'm born in Belgium. And in the south of Belgium, there are these... Woods, yeah, it's a wooded area. So I asked him, you know, bring me to the woods. Why? Yeah, no, I need to go to the woods. So he drove me there. It took us a whole day, you know, I had no clue where to go. So go here, go there, da, da, da. Suddenly, you know, around midnight, we were in a dead end in the middle of the forest. And uh, all right, we couldn't go any further. I said, this is it. So we put up a tent, yeah, a small one. He goes in there to sleep, I also. But it was so confined, yeah. Also, his energy was so hectic. I couldn't stay in in there. So I went out and started wandering in the forest. And then a little further down, I saw a clearing with trees that were in a circle. And the strange thing was, this is the middle of the forest. The strange thing was the clearing was a light. There was a light there. Wow. It was was as if there was a light. So yeah, of course I go there and it's a pine forest. So a very, it was middle of the summer, a very nice carpet, you know, all these pine needles. So I went to sleep there in the middle of that clearing. And then as soon as I lay down, I was out of my body and looking at the body in the clearing, just being there. And then, you know, the whole night animals came to sniff what is happening here. Snakes and, and, and foxes and rodents and all kinds of things I've never even seen in my life. And then a boar, you know, one of those big boars. Oh my word! With, uh, a whole bunch, maybe twenty small ones, all sniffing and looking. And what what I did see was the immense respect of those animals for what was happening. And I had no clue what was happening, but I saw that. And none of them, even the small little boars, none of them touched me. They were just sniffing and walking away, coming back, sniff again, and then disappearing. And in the morning when the sun came up, I just got back in the body. It was like the sunlight allowed me to be back in the body. So I sat there the whole day meditating, and my friend came once in a while with a bit of soup. And uh, this happened for four days in a row, that I was at night out of the body in the day, just sitting there meditating. And then after four days, I told my friend, okay, it's done, I'm good. So, all right, we left. And then a week later, I went to the hospital because I was curious, you know, how does it look inside? So they checked me out, you know, turned me inside out. My heart was fully healed. All the valves were restored. And the strange thing is all oh my kidneys, both of them, were a hundred percent regenerated, total wow. regeneration. So this is 1986. I'm still here. <laughs> You're alive. <laughs> uh, totally. <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah, it gave me, it gave me a connection with uh, what is healing. What is self-healing, yeah, without any any anything, yeah, And then, you know, because my body was still weak, yeah, of that whole thing, it took me about nine months to gain my strength back, and then I felt I have to do something, yeah, for my whole body to rearrange all my muscles and everything. So I took an intense, uh, massage course was four months, nonstop, day in, day out. And in there, there was four days of cranio. And as soon as the, the massage, I couldn't care less. All the doing, oh my God, no. <laughs> but anyway, the four days of cranio immediately, as soon as I felt that, I knew this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And since that day, I haven't been doing anything else. Just cranial, cranial, cranial. Day in, day out almost. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to get there. Um, Yeah, I, I hope to keep learning and keep feeling and keep practicing and, and get there like you are. So it's just an amazing modality. It's just, you could do so much. Like my my teachers were they would just feel they would just touch the head or they would even touch other areas of the body and like know what was going on in yeah. the whole body they were like oh the the fascia is too tight on your right hip and they would just touch the head and you know they would touch the head and it was like oh wow your feet are you know they're constricted there's not blood flow going there i'm just like wow that's so crazy they could feel all that
1: yes it's just fine tuning you know we all know how to feel you know, your body perfectly, and it's just fine tuning. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, so I'm and excited. Practice,
1: of course, practice, Yeah.
0: practice, <laughs> practice makes perfect. So tell yeah. us, tell us a little bit about some of your stories um, with healing in terms of seeing patients and clients. And I mean, tell us a little bit about what you've seen and some of these miracles that have happened.
1: Well, you know, they're not really miracles. They're based on understanding the body. That's one thing. But also understanding how to connect to cells. Cells and especially stem cells in the body. They are, they don't have a mind. They don't have a brain. They're just pure energy. And they're connected to the universal intelligence. Yeah, the universal wisdom, the life force, the breath of life, like Sutherland called it. Yeah, they're connected to that. So they don't think. There is no thinking happening in stem cells, but they know what to do. Yeah, and of course, you know, and that's one of the things. uh, When I started with cranio, that was in the very beginning, you know, I am not uh, trained by osteopaths. Well, I am trained by osteopaths, but not in an osteopathic college. Mm. So there was total freedom to explore. And especially in the beginning, in the 1980s, nobody literally knew what cranio was all about. So it gave me a chance to explore the rhythms, to explore how to work with bones and stuff like that. And also, finally, To work with stem cells, you know, it's been uh, a learning experience from that no mind space. And of course, you know, uh, in embryology, yeah, the very first stem cell, that is the fertilized egg. That's the very first stem cell. Mm -hmm. And that cell is at this point holding a cup of coffee or whatever it is you're holding (laughs) with But in your ears, that stem cell created your body. Yeah. Without thinking. Yeah, there is, when does the mind start? When you're two years old, three years old. But then your body was already created. Mm -hmm. So that intelligence that does that, yeah, that is connected to what we call that no-mind space, yeah, where your thinking literally is not happening you tap into the universal intelligence and that means yeah you don't think you just wait for intuition
0: yes i like that
1: yeah you just wait and wait and wait and in the beginning that's the most difficult thing because we're so trained to do we're so trained, so trained, and the competition and the thing to have it right, not to give the wrong answers. Your mind, yes, I know,
0: they, yes, it, of course, my, you know. my first class doing the cranial osteopathy course, they were like, this is not about doing. <laughs> they had to get it out of our heads because yes. we're we're just like,
1: and that's the most difficult thing to do. <laughs> it is so hard. Yeah. Now, yes, yeah. That that's where where the whole thing comes about, you know. And connecting with these. Oh, yeah. You were asking for miracles. Well, yeah. Okay. One of them. And this happened maybe four or five times uh, with my students, two students and three clients who had a bleeding. So, yeah, one of them was so deeply, deeply paralyzed that the doctors in the hospital told the husband, she's this was a student, she's never gonna be able to do anything anymore. You better look for a good home because she will not be able to take care of herself anymore. She couldn't talk, she couldn't walk, she one side totally paralyzed. Four craniosexual. Sacral sessions later, she's walking, she's talking. Wow. And this is not just one example. One of my dear friends had the same thing happen. Uh, And this is an amazing story. Um, She got paralyzed, not as severely as the other one. And uh, she could still use an arm. She could talk a little bit, but I could hear the talking of her was disconnected from thinking. It was just spontaneous. So, all right, um, you know, can you, her husband called me. He was also an acupuncture teacher. Uh, can you come in and treat uh, whatever her name is? Oh yeah, sure, you know, and I was on my way to the US, but I still had the day in Belgium to go see her. Now, middle of the summer, no clouds, Blue sky. She's at the top floor of the hospital, uh, the very top. So, all right, I'm there with her. And, you know, I hold her head and uh, we go look at where is the damage in the head. And with the bleeding, yeah, the place that is damaged feels like wood. It has a strange feeling. It feels like wood. And it's totally dark. There is absolutely no light in there, no life, no electricity, nothing. So she knew the space, uh, she talked about it. And so I'm asking her, you know, and this is crazy. I asked her, what do you need? What does this place need? She said, light. Now, at the moment that she said that, there is this lightning strike. Right above our heads. You know, like a huge squad.
0: No way. The
1: nurses came running like, what's happening? You know, a machine exploded. Her husband also came running. No, 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 leave us alone. So, yeah, that was, you know, being connected to the life force. Yeah. Wow. All right. You know, when you find that space, and then you know, the thing is, at that moment, as a practitioner, your voice, my voice, need to come from that no mind space. Yeah. When I at that point start talking with the mind's voice, yeah, mm-hmm. you connect to a different vibration in the brain. And the things are not going to happen. But when you connect to a no-mind voice, which is hypnotic almost, you connect to stem cells. You connect to the same vibration that they are functioning. And the brain is all about vibration, about how certain areas of the brain wake up due to pure vibration. So I started talking to her and, you know, there is glia cells in the brain. There is, you know, the arteries and veins need to be repaired. That's all different type of immune cells that do that. And then, all right, the glia cells, the microglia, they'll clean up the mess and NSC neural stem cells will create new brain material. So we started doing that that she was actively involved with feeling because you can feel that activity where yeah, the cells were eating away at all the garbage there and no stuff was being created. Now, two months later, she's back in a practice. She's back doing sacral.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. You know, so things that are irreparable, so-called irreparable, yeah, if you understand how it functions and you can connect to the cells that have to do it, that's part of, of no mind because yeah, they only listen to that same vibration. If you come with a different thing, they might do stuff, but not as pure as they should or as is possible. So what other, oh, this is a a nice, this is to me one of the most beautiful things I ever experienced. There is this seven-year-old, he's dyslectic. Now, at that moment in class, when you're dyslectic, you can't read, everybody's going to laugh with you. Yeah. The other kids also learn to read, but hey, there is one who really can't do it. So everybody's frustration comes out and he's going to be the laughing stock. And probably, you know, this will ruin his life and most chance that he will become a bully Mm -hmm. just to get even with the others, just to get also his say in there. So, all right, he comes for his mom called, he's dyslexic. So they come to my practice and uh, I write, Mom, you wait here and I'll take the kid to my treatment room. And on the way, now, by the way, dyslexia means the right temporal bone is stuck. Mm -hmm. That part of the brain, the right temporal lobe is the brain, is the part that picks up reading. How it does it? Nobody knows, but all right, that's where it happens. So that will be stuck. So I could do that, just hold his ears and do the ear pull until it relaxes, the tentorium relaxes. All right, everything's back to normal. He'll probably read in a few weeks. But I thought I'll do it differently with this guy, you know. So on the way to my treatment room, I asked him, what is that dyslexia? He looks at me like I'm the moron, you know. He comes to be treated and I have to ask him what it is. All right. So, but it gave him a chance to talk about what happens in class. So, all right, you know. So I would say, all right, you know, well, I know a few tricks. Let's see what works. So I put him on the table, or he climbs on the table. And then my second stupid question I ask him, where do you do that in your body read? He looks at me like, really? (laughs) In my head, of course. I said, oh, 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 okay. I "I knew that. I was just checking. (laughs) But all right, he started feeling a little better about himself at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're always smarter than you, for sure.
1: (laughs) So then, you know, I said, all right, let's go. Look at where you read. So I put my hand on his heart. I said, all right, now make yourself, you know what blood is? Yes, you know what blood is. You know what blood cells are? Of course you know. A seven-year-old, they're so knowledgeable, you know. Of course you know. I said, make yourself into a whole bunch of small blood cells so we can travel around together. Oh, yeah, of course, seven-year-old, boom, that's what he does. So I put my hand on his heart. I said, all right, let's go to your brain. But first, we need oxygen. So I put my hands, I go to his lungs. Yeah, I said, all right, breathe a few times, take in some oxygen so we can go deliver it to your brain. All right, so now back to the heart. And now there is two roads you can take, this one or that one, is carotids. Yeah. So uh, I go yeah. with my hand, I point out which way he said, I said, which one you want to take? Both. Okay. Both. So both we go up there and I go behind his ear. So, okay. Now we go into your brain and now go to your eyes behind your eyes. There's a traffic circle and you know, I'm not into fantasy This is the reality, the circle of Willis. Mm -hmm. All right, so we are at the circle of Willis. And of course, he knew what the traffic circle was. So I asked him, look at the road. How is the road? And is the road okay? Can you travel everywhere? Yeah, it's okay. But on this side, the road is broken up. Now, that side is the place where the arteries start that go to his temporal lobe. So, all right, you know, I said, well, luckily, it's a word I use a lot. In the blood, there is so many little helpers. And if they find something to clean or to repair, they will do that immediately. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I mentioned that, I could feel activity. So his macrophages, they were already at the spot feeling what needed to be done. So can you feel them? You know, and it is important at that point when I feel it, to point it out because then the feeling is also in him. Yeah, he could feel it. I said, tell them to repair it. Then it became silent. They don't want to. Damn, they don't want to. Now what do they need? Now that seven-year-old wakes up again. A few weeks before, The road in his house was broken up, in front of his house at home. And then the guys came to fix the road with all their big yellow machines, his workers also, and he had seen the workers. They didn't start to work before a big container was put there where they could make coffee, read their paper, go to the toilet, they needed a container. These guys also wanted a container. <laughs> all right, put the container there. And then, all right, they start working. So within three, four minutes, the circle of Willis was repaired. Wow. Now, this is the reality of stem cells and immune cells. They only live for a few weeks. So, they're not going to take months to repair something. Their reality is no time. No mind, no time. They function instantly. And it takes them a few minutes at the most to repair something. You know, they clean the whole body at night. Mm -hmm. Trillions of cells they need to check. Yeah. So, their life or their timing is so different than what we, our mind, thinks about time. Yeah, It is almost instant repair. So within a few minutes, it was fixed. Now, this happened so often that things that need to be fixed will be fixed within seconds or minutes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take an hour. Or half an hour. yeah. And the reason, it's something I needed to discover. And it has also to do with feeling it. With feeling the reality of no time. How instant they do that. So anyway, it's fixed. So now let's go look at where you read. Now, there is arteries that go there. I have no clue what they're called. And it doesn't matter either, you know, because the arteries don't know what they're called either. Yeah, so I tell him, take the right road to go there. All right, he takes the right road. We arrive fine. Oh yeah, before that, I forgot the major part. In the very beginning, when he was on the table, I have my hands on his head. This is before we go into the heart and the oxygen before that. I ask him, where do you read? Do you read on this side or on this side? He says, on this side. Okay. Do you read here, here, or here? Every time I move my hand in a different spot in the middle, do you read here, here, or here? There. Mm -hmm. Within half a minute, he tells me where in his brain reading happens. Mm-hmm.
0: You're tap, so you're really tapping in. You're helping the patient also tap into their intuitive healing.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And the seven-year-old—that's where they live. Yeah. In their, in their intuitivity, that's yeah. where they're still at. Yeah. So he pointed out where. He,
0: I know. Do you do you find it easier to to teach the kid? Do you find it easier to to teach the kids that versus the adults?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Give me a kid anytime instead of an adult. It's so also so much more fun because then I can be a kid also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I'm, Cause I'm a pediatrician by training. And so we do, I teach a lot of the intuitive healing through the hypnosis and teaching them to do the selfie. And it's so easy. It's like,
1: Oh yeah. They <laughs> pick it up. Like they live there.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's fun. And then I, I get ideas from them. I'm like, Oh, that's
1: cool. <laughs> of course. Of course. You know, so all right, we go there where reading happens. So, all right, I have no clue how a brain does that. So I think, all right, you know, how did I learn to read? Well, I have a desk. And then I ask him, the people, the people that read for you, the cells, do they have a desk? Yeah, they do. Do they have a chair to sit? Yeah, they do. Do they have enough light? Yes, they do. So why can't they read? Well, they need a book, of course. I forgot forgot to mention the book. All right, give them a book. All right, so now they have a book, they have a desk, they have a light, they have a seat. Why can't they read? He says, well, they're all on top of each other. Ah, Mm -hmm. the compression. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, wait a minute. You know, I made it into, oh, wait a minute. So now I grab his ears and I do the ear pull. Mm -hmm. And it was so tight, it was unbelievable. So I said, can you feel that elastic? Yeah, it's tight, isn't it? Yeah, it's really tight, he said. Whose elastic is it? Mine. As soon as he said, mine, I could feel a little bit of relaxation. I said, all right, you know, you tell them to relax, I'll help you. So it took us maybe seven, eight minutes before the tentorium literally started to relax, you know, and it's just a matter of waiting. Yeah, when the attention is there, when the energy is there, yeah, and you just wait, it will relax by itself. So after seven, eight minutes, he was so relaxed. I said, all right, go home, come back in two weeks. Two weeks later, they both come, his mom and him, with a smile on their face. The next day in class, he could read. Wow. Just like that. And on top of that, I didn't do it. He did it. Right. He did it. He was in charge, you know, because I was just a dumb person asking stupid questions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he knows more than you do. That's for sure. (laughs) Hey, everyone, I just wanted to take a quick break and let you know about our new asleep group coaching program for teens, because 80% of teens are struggling with getting enough deep quality and refreshing sleep. They're struggling with paying attention at school due to fatigue, having enough energy to study, performing well on their exams and their extracurricular activities. We are two nationally recognized pediatric integrative medicine physicians that are implementing evidence-based mind-body therapies that are adapted from an NIH-funded sleep intervention program for teens that showed incredible improvements in your teen's sleep. We are going to help transform your child's life from existing on autopilot to achieving their absolute best in life and truly thrive. We are only going to take so many participants for each cohort with a special count for the first few and we will start late spring early summer so email us if you're interested at hello at health is or sign up for a free chat over at health is to schedule and learn more about this amazing program that will help your teen finally get deep quality sleep to perform their best in life so when you when you teach then in your classes, are you anybody can take your classes or is there do they do they have to have prerequisites?
1: No, it's the it's the total opposite of where you're going. Okay. Yeah. I teach people that have no clue about bodies. And I notice, yeah, then I can be it's much easier for them because they are not programmed. Mm-hmm. In knowledge, and you know, okay, you know, this is your way, and it's, you know, I'm not saying this is good, that's not good, but I found it for myself easier to teach people who have less knowledge about the body, so that they are much easier to go into no mind. yeah. Yeah. To get out of their brain, out of their head, out of their thoughts, yeah, it's much easier for them.
0: Yeah, I agree because I, I've learned a lot of intuitive healing. Um, I've trained in intuitive healing, and um, in in clinical practice, when I'm using my mind, my logic, I can't. It's so hard for me to access the intuition. It like kind of shuts off when I'm using. Yes. Yes, it's
1: one or the other, and it's it's basically the first thing we learn, you know, and I call this instant mindfulness, you know, when we touch, yeah, that's usually the first thing, yeah, to touch, and usually it's the wrist. You know, we start with respiratory diaphragm, so they have to put the arm out of the way, and I make it into a whole yeah, a whole thing just to connect and not to not to move your hand. What is your thumb feeling? What is your index finger? What is that one? What is your hand palm? So they're really going into total feeling, and then the mind stops. That's one of the tricks, either you feel totally or you think. And of course, we all think that we can feel and think at the same time, but that's half-ass. You know, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> like, it's just half-half. But if you can stop that mind totally, so much energy becomes available for, yeah, for just touch and feeling. Yeah, And on top of that, after a minute of touch, we call it conscious touch, Mm -hmm. after a minute, both bodies will start flooding both bodies. Yeah, both brains will start flooding both bodies with oxytocin, Mm -hmm. which is the hormone that binds, that makes one, mom and baby. Yeah, become a unit with oxytocin. So that's what happens to your client and yourself. If you're able to just yeah be that conscious touch brings instant mindfulness. And then on top of that, you're not separated from your client anymore. Yeah, when you're in an oxytocin ocean, you're one, which means you feel everything that the client feels. Yeah everything mirrors in your own body, yeah? And you just have to pay attention to it and it's right there.
0: Yeah, doctor, I interviewed this other doctor, Dr. Mary Renssel, who's a neurologist, and um, she was talking about why she loves practicing and taking care of patients because uh, that connection with the other patient She actually said there's studies where the energy waves, um, especially the EEG, since she's a neurologist, she's looked at the brain waves and how they sync when you are connected with your patient. So that's interesting.
1: Yes. Yeah. You know, and then the other thing that we use is, uh, yeah, that no mind voice. Yeah, and that no-mind voice, it, it wakes up a certain areas like the anterior cingulate gyrus of the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets activated by the purity of mom's voice with the baby. Yeah, the voice of love, which is oxytocin. Then mom's voice is pure. There is no dissonance there. And then that area gets activated, gets uh, ignited, yeah, with love. That's the foundation on which the human brain then will grow, yeah, on top of, yeah, an activated area of the brain, activated by love, yeah. And that means that person's foundation is love, the ability to love if they take a baby away, then the baby's anterior singular gyrus hears the voices of the nurses. Nothing wrong with that, but if they're talking about how their date went last night, <laughs> that's what they talk about, right? <laughs> then, yeah, they're going to be dissonance. <laughs> in the vibration. Uh, yes. uh, I
0: know. I was in the nursery as a pediatrician. Oh boy. Yes. For babies. Um, yeah. So, so with your students who take your courses, um, do they, since you're so good at the intuitive healing and you healed yourself, do, are they able to heal themselves?
1: Of course.
0: Okay, cool.
1: You know, one of the things that, that I do is I call this an intensive, um, uh, what is <laughs> I called it, but I forget. Uh, It's an intense program where in uh, two and a half months, they go through nine courses, which is, um, yes, the whole um, spectrum of cranio uh, comes by. And we end with an intensive class. So they go really through their own stuff. Yeah. It's called S-H-I-T. They go really, you know, it's part of when you connect to that life force, the breath of life, yeah, it pushes everything that's not natural to the surface. You start feeling where the body is disconnected, what needs to be happening physically. Emotions start to come up, yeah, so then you know that, These hormones that create our emotion emotion, need to be released. Yeah. yeah? It's stuck energy. So that comes to the surface. And, of course, mental loops also come to the surface. So everything, everything, the SHIT comes literally, yeah, to the surface. And that's then part of the course is all right to deal with that. Right. To go into what is it all about, and yeah, it, it's it's um, an intensive uh, intensive way of learning cranio, and after nine courses, they just are cranio. Yeah, they've been. Uh, uh, let's say they have a four-day class. Maybe I talk one full morning and maybe two hours every day. So that means that six, seven hours are Mm hands-on part of the class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's basically minimal, minimal, minimal instruction, me lecturing, yeah, very minimal. And it's more, you know, one of the things I use, and that's quite unique actually, when they're on the table, that's when I guide them. I tell them what to expect, what to feel, what they are able to feel, what is popping up, what is not popping up, where to pay attention, when to wait, when to go on. I feel that in myself because I've been doing it so long. So... I feel the energy movement and I can guide them. Yeah. All right. This is what you're feeling. Yeah. So there is no confusion. Yeah. And that helps so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually guided reality of what the feeling is all about.
0: Yeah. That's how my teachers taught us. They would literally when we were feeling the energy and and the it. I say respiration, it's um a rhythm of the energy in the brain and and the body and the movement and the fluid movement and everything. And so the teachers would literally either they put their hand on top of our hand. And, oh yeah. Or or they would just put the hand somewhere else in the body and be able to feel what we're feeling and then guide, yes. guide yes. our feeling. I was like, how is this possible? <laughs> It's cool, and it's
1: so easy. Once you're there, it's really you know like you've done this every day.
0: It's cool. It's so cool, so interesting, and I I love it because this is is I'm so happy because in medicine in MD schools we don't learn this and no no you know, of right not. and so that's exciting for me because this is a this is actually accredited you know, conventional medicine, you know, especially on the DO side, and we get insurance reimbursement for this. This is real. I mean, this is this is real medicine.
1: This is reality. Yeah, This is
0: reality. Yeah. So it's it's really amazing. So you have both I was looking through your courses, you have both online and in person.
1: Yes, yes. The online is something that we just started. Yes, and uh, because, you know, in in person, I can only be in one place at the same time. But the online, you know, I can be all over the world. And that is still happening. I get invited. You know, maybe you know that a few years ago, ah, 2006, uh, I came out with a book, craniosacral therapy for babies and small children.
0: Oh, maybe I have that book.
1: Yes, you might. It's filled with pictures.
0: I think I might.
1: Yes. I I haven't read it
0: yet. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: getting there. Don't don't read it. Look at the pictures. Okay. We brought it out just for an emotional reaction of the pictures. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, the text is wonderful also, but that's secondary. So, yeah, with that, you know, I get invited still in uh, all places in the world, actually, and um, but, yeah, you know, with the online, I can be anywhere,
0: cool. that's really cool. I'm excited, yeah, look, oh my gosh, you have amazing classes you you go pretty in depth, too you're you're doing all kinds of systems as well. Immune system, eyes and vision, psoas and fascia. I mean, you, you get into it.
1: <laughs> the total body.
0: The total body. That's and a, you...
1: a, cr- a cranial alone doesn't cut it fully. You know, there is also a few classes, like Soas work is also about releasing of emotion and working with intimacy. That's one part. Then uh, I also have two courses, uh, systemic work, family constellations. How to, how to do that when your client is on the tables with their eyes closed? How to yeah in, introduce a constellation? What else do we have? Uh, brain work, you know, where we go into the brain, which is a little bit beyond cranial. Crania works with the environment of the brain. Brain work, you go with the nuclei in the brain. And the alarm class, working with the alarm systems, that's our first brain class. And then there is two other brain classes. And then death and dying, of course, is what I'm very familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what we what we are adding at this point is vaginal work, uh, that of course is only for women. yeah, yeah it's great. I'm not involved uh, you know, to just connect to the, and it's more than just the trauma of a woman. Yeah, it's about femininity and and uh, you know the uh, the way society is structured the thousands of years of of uh, yeah all that comes up and of course in the vagina you can treat anything in the body oh my really it is amazing my girlfriend she does that a lot you know with uh, with her clients her female clients you know to rearrange the vagina and uh, the the uh, the womb you know the position of the cervix mm-hmm. and everything 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 comes up all the trauma everything it is just amazing
0: so that how is it is it combining because I know pelvic floor physical therapy and they work with Um, the vagina and they help release a lot of the somatic um issues going on but this is even beyond that i imagine
1: yes imagine that work in a craniosacral way where you just hold okay and wait for the vagina to start releasing
0: because this would probably help a lot of women with, um, because a lot of women who have pelvic pain syndromes, pelvic, uh, or, uh, painful bladder syndromes, dysperionia, um, pain with sex, um. I imagine some people, some women who go through the just the pelvic floor physical therapy, they they still have a lot of symptoms. So I wonder if this would also help them. Oh,
1: yeah. It you know, you cannot release something if you don't look at the emotion.
0: I know that's the big thing, and that's what they say. It's like the pain and the emotions, like it does have you to be know, released.
1: That needs to come out. And yeah. also the mental hookups also need to be addressed. Yeah. You know, And then one of the other things is uh, that hasn't happened yet, but uh, the uh, work with the, uh, of course, the coccyx, but also with the uh, prostate Mm -hmm. and the penis and the testicles, you know, that's then work for, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, because they... Well, men have the pelvic floor dysfunction too, and they can have the, the, yeah, the pelvic pain as well. And it's harder for them because they don't have access like women. It's easier to do the vaginal, um, you know, physical therapy and release and men, they have a tougher time. So that's, that's nicer.
1: Yes. And finally, I found somebody who's able to teach that. Oh, and, uh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, she's been doing that for quite a long time, actually. And it's a woman, but, you know, it's uh, she's so neutral at it. Yeah. That, uh, it doesn't there is absolutely no hint of, you know, sexuality that comes up. Right. Uh, these feelings might come up, but, you know, it's not. Uh, she's so neutral at it. Yeah. that. Uh, she can teach about it.
0: That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Okay. And and you teach, is it mainly in New Mexico or you sometimes, it just depends on the schedule.
1: Well, yeah. I'm in Washington State. I'm in Idaho. I'm in Taiwan. I, Hong Kong next year, Japan. I'm in Europe, in, Gre- in uh, Prague and in Amsterdam. So wherever people ask me to go. <laughs> You'll go. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, maybe you need to come to Kirksville. Oh, <laughs> you need to come to to our place uh, and hang out with us. Um, maybe we'll make that happen one day. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh okay so everyone for uh if anyone's interested in taking these classes there's the online classes there's the in person classes uh, you can find all this information um at pearsmancraniosacral.com uh, i'm going to have the links in my show notes in the transcript and in the podcast details but you'll mm-hmm. spell it like this it's p is in paul e i r s is in sam m as in mary a n as in nancy craniosacral which is c-r-a-n as in nancy i-o-s as in sam a c-r-a-l.com again i'm going to have these links all over even in my instagram facebook linkedin at health is power and health is com as well is there anything else we didn't touch on oh yes
1: so much my next book, for one, but let me add a little website that's easier to remember. Okay. Craniorocks.com.
0: Oh, beautiful. Like rock and
1: roll, Craniorocks. Oh,
0: that's that easier. Will,
1: that will bring people into our websites. Oh, that's so
0: much easier to spell out than the Piersman. Oh, there it goes. So it's automatic. Good. Okay. I love it. Rocks. Oh, so, okay. So C R A N I O, rocks, R O C K S. Okay, good. Yeah,
1: I prefer to call it cranio. That's in the mouth. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Easy peasy. Um, wait, what's your new book coming out?
1: Um, that's maybe a month or two months away. And it's called uh, Tantric Aspects of Cranio Sacral.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Great. Awesome. Cool. And uh, one of the main topics is lotus birds. Oh. It's a birth without aggression. Oh, I've never heard of them. Well, you know, the traditional way of birthing nowadays, f- more than 50% of the babies are cesarean. Uh
0: yes, I've yeah, I'm I'm learning so, about this.
1: Biologically speaking, they are never born.
0: It's hard, yeah, they need to have that I've yes, heard that they need yes, to have that yes. pressure. Yeah, I've been reading then, about
1: this. But then if that's, you know, if they come out a normal way, the first thing we do is we become aggressive. We either clamp the cord or cut the cord. Now that placenta and the umbilical cord have so much to offer that still needs to migrate into the baby. There is so many stem cells there and other immune cells and uh, hormones, neurotransmitter. The placenta is a treasure cove and all that stuff needs to go in the baby. You know, the placenta, the umbilical cord and the baby, that all comes from that fertilized egg. So when you cut it off at the very beginning, you cut something of life, of the baby. Now, what is lotus birth? And I started connecting to that because I started meeting babies who were born without aggression. And it takes about three to seven, eight, nine days max for that placenta to really bring everything into the baby. You can almost see it shrivel up. And then the court also starts to shrivel. And then after three, four, five, six, seven days, it disconnects by itself. That is a full bird without any intervention. It's called Lotus Bird.
0: Oh, I'm gonna have to read about that. In fact, I think um we'll probably have a if it if your book comes out well within the next. Yeah, a month or two, we might be able to put it on the links as well. I'll have to look.
1: Yes, you know, if you want to know more about it about lotus bird, uh, send me an email. I, the person that are that really brought it a little bit back, she uh, did research in the Amazon and with indigenous people all over the world, and saw how they. Treat babies, you know, in a natural way.
0: Wow.
1: And she wrote a little book about it. Uh, and I can share it with anybody. So if you want to read about it, uh, you know, send me an email, uh, pierceman my my name, C S as in cranio at gmail.com, and I'll send you the book. You can you can read about it. Okay. She calls it the forgotten chakra. Oh,
0: wow. Oh so interesting. I, I it, there's some stuff on that that I've been reading about and they're kind of speculating here and there so that'd be interesting to learn more.
1: Oh yeah. So cool. that's that's part of the book. Plus yeah, so many more uh, about the classes about <laughs> no mind about all, anything.
0: But that's one of your main, you know, teachings is trying to get into oh, that yeah. space.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in the baby class, that's one of the things we do in the baby class. You know, you learn how to deal with babies, how to treat babies, how to treat small children. But it's also a resetting of your own birthing process. We go through a whole birthing, a rebirth and a birthing process, and also, you know, uh, reclaiming that lost energy, placenta energy. Uh, It's a whole process. Uh, It takes about two days, you know, on the table that we go through, uh, through a total reset of your own system. And how to reclaim that lost energy.
0: Yeah. I've heard people doing that and it's been very helpful for them. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy. I learned so much from you today. Thank you so much, (laughs) ATN. (laughs) After after I do my residency, we'll have to come back and do something else. All right. Thank you all for listening to the very end. I absolutely loved having ATN on the show. Don't forget to check him out if you're interested in learning intuitive healing with craniosacral. And I just also want to... tell you how grateful I am for all your support to help us with making Health is Power the top 5% globally. Um, We are just so appreciative of you sharing the podcast episodes with your friends, your colleagues, for anyone who you think might need this information. And if you haven't yet rated or reviewed, this certainly helps increase our reach to the women who actually need this type of information to help them with their healing journey If you guys have any interest in uh, coaching or in medical intuitive sessions, please feel free to schedule a free chat with me. I'm... The free chat with me will probably be first come, first serve, since I'm starting residency and my time will be limited. And if you are interested, I'd probably sign up sooner than later. If you're interested in any of my services or my coaching, I'd be happy to help you. So don't forget to email us at hello at healthispowher.com. Send us a message on Instagram or Facebook at health is And um, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks everyone.